I'm Casey Lanko. And I'm Tim Johansson. And welcome to Psychology at Work. Leadership is the wise use of power. Power is the capacity to translate intention into reality and sustain it. Mm, I liked it. Now, who said it, though? This is your third attempt of season two. Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah, I don't think it... He might have, but not who this particular reading is given credit to. Hmm. Taylor Swift. Nope. This person actually died in 2014. I don't know. Should I give you a hint? Yeah. We got to get one right here. Warren Bennis. (laughs) Oh, crap. (laughs) Warren Bennis. Warren Bennis. Uh, Maybe not as widely known as a lot of the folks that we quote. Warren Bennis was actually a leadership consultant. Cool. Um, Really credited for... A lot of the ways that we think about leadership in these days. Leadership is the effective use of power? No, it's actually the wise use of power. Wise use. (laughs) That makes more sense, though. It's more rich. I suppose it's it's probably inherently effective. The wise. There's a level of discernment in in wisdom. Mm -hmm. And then power is indeed the capacity. Yes. To translate intention into reality and sustain it. The word I love in that is capacity. Mm-hmm. Because capacity is, is ability plus other stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's more than just skill. Yeah. So this is part two of the power series? This is the second installment on the series of power. Yeah. Uh we began with installment one way back in season one. And that was so long ago. It was quite a while ago. Uh, so you, you uh, certainly don't need to have listened to uh, mm-hmm. the first installment. It's sitting out there, of course, if you want to. We kind of kicked it off in that first um, installment of the Power series with a few things. One, just introducing the concept of power in general. Right. And... Naming it as a real thing. It is a real thing. Yes. And it's, you know, it's something that in many ways people can get uncomfortable with. So then we try to pretend that it doesn't exist mm-hmm. or we downplay it or whatever the case may be. Or like I hear a lot of, you know, it's, it, they label it as bad or good. Inherently like bad. It, like yeah. Power. Not, not how you use it, but. Right. The thing itself. Well, there's that phrase that I rail on all the time in, in the whole power corrupts um, peace. And we got into that a little bit too. Yeah. I, I just hate that phrase because it's blaming power for what people do with it. Right. Power reveals. Oh, uh, you know, that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot better. Quote me. I know who said that. Wait a minute. Let's try this. Power reveals. Uh huh. Period. Who was it? Who said that? Um, Jean-Luc Picard. No, you did. Oh, yes. I said that for a long time because it's true. It's, it's really good, though. Right? And it's ridiculous to think otherwise. I'm getting aggressive mm-hmm. here this afternoon. But to obviously, a lot of people in the world have had power, and and everything isn't a complete disaster. Right. Yet. But <laughs> um, so it doesn't have to be corruptive. It doesn't have to be. No. What does it reveal? I think it reveals a lot. Um, I think the word that comes to mind without going into it at all for me mm-hmm. is, is character. Yeah, that's one of them. Um, in, in all your home, uh, an individual's makeup. Which is a values. really big word. Yeah. Yeah. So it reveals All kind that. of stuff that can have an impact on what we do with power. Mm-hmm. For sure, which I like where you're going, probably. I skipped over the entire second episode <laughs> outline. Part three <laughs> of the Power series. You gave me some prep work, though. Well, what we wanted to focus on here in part two, in the, in the first um, installment, we talked about these two large categories mm-hmm. of power. 
positional power yeah and personal power personal and and these were kind of the two categories that these two psychologists really introduced uh from their studies in this early 60s and i think in many ways those are really still the two kind of ways that we think about power and how to kind of categorize them but what we wanted to do today is go deeper into forms the the they refer to them as the basis of power mm-hmm. the bases rather so um they really introduced six of them yeah at the time and for me as you were as i was reading through them and i'll let you talk about it mm-hmm. but it, what was so important and i forgot and i had to remember or remind myself is all of these forms are they're not good or bad they're not and they're not about the person Power itself. Yeah, I feel like we can't say that enough. Power itself, regardless of the kind we're talking about, is not inherently good or bad. So, like, this idea of personal power, we can think, oh, good people have personal power and bad people don't. Like, because the word personal, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not... The the further I read into this, the more I realized that's there's there's different parts of power that are ascribed to the person versus mm-hmm. parts of power that are ascribed to the role that they have. Yeah, and in many ways, power in these different bases of power that we're going to talk about, in so many ways, the bases are given to you. Yeah. In all kinds of different ways for all kinds of different reasons. Right. What you decide to do with it is is what makes you what is what determines a good or bad person. Well, yeah. I mean, quite frankly, maybe it's stark, but yeah. What you do with it can have bad or good effects. Yeah, we, and, we would say that. And I think it's important to point out and to kind of further illustrate from the first installment of the power series. It's tricky. Yeah. As humans, we're, we actually are challenged right. when given power and yep. to know what to do with it. Yep. Um, there's lots of things to navigate with. Mm-hmm. How do I actually leverage this thing that's been given to me? It's a uniquely social concept. Yeah. And I think I love what you said there because it's so helpful. Power is a thing. And it is given to us. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, I'm trying to think of a way that that could be refuted, and I can't think of one. Um, maybe it'll come up as we continue our conversation. Yeah. But I think even the notion of taking power, uh-huh. though, you're still, in from a different way of looking at it, you're still given that power. Right. Even if it's something you can, you've you've you know you've worked so if it's positional power right, right. and and then you get that title right sure you probably did things to earn it mm. and it it's not to discount yeah. that but someone some entity somebody something still had to give it to yeah. you and maybe the the act of giving power to someone you can give it to them but you don't you you could have done it without wanting to. So giving is not necessarily saying I wanted to give this to you, mm. right? So, so let's let's hang our hat on that too. In that, all power is given, and that's not exactly the same as all power is freely given. Yeah, it, it's it's not as simple to say. That it's a transactional thing, like Mm-mm. I'm giving or something is giving, but it's it's maybe the word is transferred. Yeah, it ha- it's a thing that has to be transferred. Yeah, gotta ponder that one. It's really, I think what what it what this is about is the trickiness of power. Yeah, in that we know it's a thing. Mm-hmm. But it's also fairly abstract because you can't necessarily touch it and feel it and see it. No, you can feel it in your body. But mm-hmm. we talked about positional power and personal power. Yeah. These are the kind of the two big categories that they introduced. Yeah. And then what they really did is break down 
underneath those kind of like the big five factors have facets underneath yes. them, right? In a sense. The two power factors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a nice way to think about it. And so within each of those, there are sort of sub-forms of power. Power given to the position, power given to the person. So let's start with positional power. Yes. Um, and they outlined four that mm-hmm. actually fit into four bases of positional power. Uh, first one, and of course we'll put all this in the show notes. First one is they named legitimate. A legitimate power falls right into um, that positional power piece. And this is, I think... Um, I think that word's funny. It's confusing. It's well, all the it's language. Like it's the only yeah. form of power that's legitimate is <laughs> yes, this one. And that's not what they're really meaning. No, all the language is. It's some of it's a little bit more intuitive than others. Um, but I think the legitimate nature of it. It's it's really clear in that. And to me, it's it's what I think about mostly when I think about positional power. It's because you have this title. Yeah you legitimately have. get to make these decisions. Oh, that's helpful. Yeah. You are the legitimate decision maker. Right. Because in many ways, yeah. that's what positional power, one big thing that comes with it is the power and responsibility to make mm-hmm. decisions. So I, in this position, have the legitimate authority, quote unquote, yep. to make this choice. Yep. Whereas someone else could could make the choice or want to make the choice even try to make the choice but they're not the legitimate person because they don't have the stamp saying this is your job yeah or role yep yep so legitimate power very much tied to a a specific role Mm -hmm. which all bases of of positional power really are the Um, legitimate king or queen of a country exactly exactly or the president or the prime minister, right? And in, mm-hmm. in another way, you know, you, you're the legitimate representative of this mm-hmm. because that's the role you've been given. That one's pretty clear, right? Uh, the second one, also pretty clear, reward, which is the ability to, to reward someone. So I have power if, or this form, mm-hmm. if I have the power to reward other people. Right. Well, however, whatever that might look like. Cool. Um, so with the paycheck, with the bonus, with food, I mean, anything you can imagine that yeah. someone wants or needs or is expecting. Um, I love this one because mm-hmm. I already can start to see how important it is to stay focused on the construct of power to reward is not in and of itself a good thing or bad thing. But you can see how, I think in this example in particular, if you have the power to reward, how you could use it in ways that are manipulative. Right. (laughs) Right. Coercive. On the other hand... You could use manipulative in the in the negative yeah. kind of yeah, but on the other hand, you could use it use it wisely. I like that one. Well, and I think it it speaks to the responsibility of power. Yep, really in a different way, in a, a deeper way, I think than yeah. just than the legitimate one. Oh, way to dig deeper into these things because you can really start messing with people now. Yeah, right. Beyond just having a job title. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this is getting very dense. <laughs> it's power. Um, okay. The next one is in many ways related it, in the opposite sense to what we were just talking about. Um, and this one is coercive. And this is more about punishment. Think punishment. Yeah. So the the power to punish. Right. Oh. And and that doesn't mean withhold reward. No. That's not punishment. That's, that's messing just, with reward. That's right. just yes. Punishment is doing something to try to right. distinguish. 
behavior. Wow. You know, I think of parenting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think these two in particular play such, they're just always present as the parent. You grab for these two things. Oh, yeah. And I can speak just personally, but when I'm not at my best, mm-hmm. just the slight, go to your room. Of course. Where did that where did that punishment come from? You didn't ever tell me that's what would that would be the consequence yeah. of well I just decided. So go to your room. Cuz you get to. And that is a cuz I cuz you get to. Yeah. And if they push back on you, I'm not going to my room. That's power. Well, then you can why, you know, yeah. whatever, but you can just unpack so nicely here the where the root of of these power struggles come from right <laughs> right like what what's going on there well you're you're using your power to coerce or 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 punish mm-hmm. and it isn't working or yes that's where dr phil would come in and how's that working out for you yeah. right yeah because again i just said it you get to right is it is power. it the best use of the power I don't know. I don't know. It depends on, you know, all kinds of things. That's the question to ask yourself. Right. If you're reflective. Yeah. Am I using this best? Yeah. I can tell you whenever you use it to get rid of an annoyance for yourself, Mm -hmm. you're not using it wisely. I think that's a really interesting phrase to put next to the power piece Mm -hmm. because what that often means, particularly with positional power. Is that you get to, you get to make the decision. Yeah. And. I'm doing it because I'm annoyed with you. Go to your room. Right. Wow. All those poor children. (laughs) (laughs) I think Throughout the world. But I think that's another interesting piece, right? Like. It speaks to the socialized aspect of this. Right. Like we've all grown up. At some point when you need help and you're vulnerable or you you know, need someone to get resources for you. Mm-hmm. You're kind of giving them power to hope in hopes that they help you. Well, and um, as a kid, you don't have a lot of choice, but, but I think it also is another way to think about you. You got power when you had kids. Yeah. Whether you like, whether the person knew it or not, or wanted it or not, or was ready for it or not. None of that. Has any bearing on the fact that it happened? Right. That you have that you got the that it got transferred. Right. And and largely because societally that's how we structure it. Mm-hmm. That's just how it works. And it's. I think that's actually a really good example of thank you of the <laughs> of the complexity. The yeah. And abstract nature of power because mm-hmm. I would I think helps be careful here, but. I don't know that anyone inherently deserves power simply because I think it gets gets back to this what we're talking about in defining it is not it's not it's a different conversation than the one most people have which is around the one most people have is around deserving it having earned it justifying yeah. whether you got it are you using it well are you not this is this is more foundational. And I actually think until we get the foundation of the concepts, that second conversation is actually keeping us from using power more effectively. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't deserve it. You don't deserve it. I mean, all that. Right. <laughs> and it doesn't. It, it, that may or may not be true, and it also doesn't matter. You can stay stuck in that confusing smoke mess forever. And not have to look inward. Okay. Um, So we've talked about legitimate. Reward. Coercive. Coercive. (laughs) And then our final base of power for positional power. Your favorite one. Oh. (laughs) Yes. Can I say it? Yeah, please. Information. Yeah. So they call this informational. The power of having information. 
Yeah, and and controlling it. Access to and control yeah. of the information. I almost think that's the big piece of it. Yeah. It's the control of the flow of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So say more about what that is. Well, you know, just kind of like it sounds, typically particularly with certain positional power, you're mm-hmm. you're probably then given access yep. to more information than other people might have. Um and and so what you do with that information, how much you share it. It says here on this piece that I'm accessing, having access to confidential financial reports, being aware of who's due to be laid off. That's, yeah. Knowing, I like this one, even knowing where your team is going for its annual away day. <laughs> Reading from the text here. Right. Are all examples of informational yeah. power, right? Because you know something someone else doesn't. Yes. And what you choose to do with that, again, so knowing it doesn't make you good or bad. <laughs> it reveals a lot. Yeah. What are you going to do with it? And and I, I would add to that, actually. I would say that just always sharing it in a free-flowing oh, manner no. doesn't always equate to the right thing to do. That's not wise. Right. It's not always wise. Right. So it, it truly is. The, again, there's that responsibility piece of power. The flip side of that, though, is not sharing it when you do have an obligation. Right. That is, it's used, this is confidential, sorry, when it actually isn't. Right. Or when it's owed to yeah. some people. Absolutely. And then you get the wall. Under well, this is confidential. Normally, I would tell you, but I can't now. Well, and that, that one, I that that, that direction, I think, yeah. renders people hopeless in a much more profound way than telling people things that they shouldn't know. Oh, without question. The yeah, withholding. Yeah, without question. Um, I think, I think telling. I think going the other direction is irresponsible. Yeah, because it usually it, wouldn't be harmful to the person no, that you're sharing it with. Right. But it's probably the one the it, it person must, you're talking about. Right. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So there, in the, this power through information, the extremes on one side, the far to the oversharing that. To me, sounds a lot like gossip. Yeah, right? probably uh, most know, like, often. Hey, so and so, you know. Look, I got to tell you about this. And gossip. Why we gossip is because a layer down is is giving us that sense of control right. for a minute. Right. And the sense of control we're getting is around feeling like we've got some information, mm-hmm. and we have some power around it, knowing something, and we want people to know we know something. Yeah. I think you have gossip on one hand. The other side, the withholding. It's called a cover-up. Right. <laughs> cover-up. Right. When you have the power to cover something up, that's talk. That's power of information. Yeah. So if you look at recent events with large institutions mm-hmm. where really bad things happened, yeah, the people who had the power, right. and what we're talking about here is the power, they probably had multiple forms of this. Of course. But one huge piece of power they had was power of having the information right and time after time after time what did they do one it's the cover-up and it's such a great example again to just further reinforce this it wasn't the power of having the information that was the problem problem no it was the abuse of that power right Mm -hmm. we're really hammering that home today it feels very good well abuse Power and abuse are are hand in hand. Abuse is misusing power. Not hand in hand in the sense that it's guaranteed to happen. No. (laughs) But when you think about abuse, the question then should be what form of power was misused for that person's gain. Good. So when there is abuse, power power. is involved. Every single time. Abuse doesn't have to be involved simply because there is power. power. Uh, Completely. Yeah. What kind of relationship would that be? Non like unidimensional, like <laughs> contingent? Abuse is contingent on power. 
if there is abuse, there's always power. Power isn't contingent on abuse, meaning if power is present, abuse doesn't have to be. Right. I think we'll go with that. <laughs> Contingency. <laughs> Covariant. So. <laughs> Nonlinear covariance. I think that, yeah. Um, okay, so we have our four positional power bases of power. Uh, legitimate, reward, coercive, and informational. And would it be fair to say that each of these four come, th- those four forms of power come to you by some form of permission? Right. More, more permission than attri- than than attributed. I I think no. for the most part probably. Mhm. Yeah. In many ways a collective permission. Yeah. Well, and I think it's almost safe to say that for probably 99% of people these four specific things are indeed going to come by permission from an organization. Right. Yeah. I mean, of course, there's weird situations where it doesn't, but overwhelmingly, usually it's you get you have this job now, so you get to do all of these things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why it makes sense, the positional power. So that other category. Mm-hmm. Positional power, I think, is pretty clean in terms of understanding it. Um, Personal power. Yes. The other factor, if you will. This one's fun. And I think a little bit more subtle, abstract, not quite as clean, because it actually usually has nothing to do with a job or a position. It doesn't. Right. Um, So the two... Sub bases of personal power. The first one, uh, they term expert power. Expert power. So somebody thinks you know something. Which is just like it sounds. And and actually, um, I think this one, even a little bit different than the other one, is you really do. So you're a subject matter expert. You have knowledge and skills um you know around a specific thing Mm -hmm. and so you actually know what you're talking about in a particular content area you're an expert right yeah um could somebody be ascribing expert power to you when you actually aren't i hear what you're saying there and are they still in their mind giving it to you i don't know and i let me qualify that. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know precisely what Raven and French, how they would respond to that. Yeah. I think, though, on a more of a theoretical level, who declares someone an expert, right? That's where I was kind of thinking. Yeah, is like, right. Is the, with this, per, it's, it's, it's the quality ascribed to you by the people giving it to you. If there weren't people giving it to you, you wouldn't have it. Think of like the snake oil salesman in the you know the late 1900s, right? They'd go town to town, but they're but they're acting as if they're an expert, right? And people give them that power of all oh, they're, they're the expert, mm-hmm. and they've tricked everyone. Right, I hear that. So are they? Are they? Is that not exactly what this is saying? Like. I think this would... Like they, they would say, no, that snake oil salesman doesn't actually have expert power. I think they're, so. They're, they're, they're trying... See, this is my skepticism coming out. Well, keep, I <laughs> Meaning... Think, well, I think it's a really good thing to be considering because it, it is maybe the way to really illustrate and to think about it is to actually ask the question, does power exist in a vacuum. I don't, we can't hear it. <laughs> but my no, point being, I agree. Yeah. If, if there's no one around you, do you, can you have any power? No. Right? Because it's a socially constructed real thing. Right. So you might tell yourself that you're an expert. And in fact, you might be. But if other people don't say or recognize, recognize it, it 
Because still have expertise, but you don't have the power. Because there's nothing to move or influence if there aren't people acknowledging it. Right. So they have to give it to you. And how you come by it and how they give it to you is a different story. That can be that can happen. Well, now to go back to to French and Raven, who are they? The, these power psychologists. Oh, they would say that you you demonstrate and acquire yeah expert power. Yep, by sharing what you know. Got it. Yeah. So so that's the only way to do it. The only way to get expert power is by showing people your expertise. So when the they snake, recognize it, yeah. Then. So the snake oil salesman, when that has run its course and they've left town, and, right. and all the um, serums that they've been trying have worn off, the people come to a, a true conclusion of that person's expert power, right? And probably won't God. give it to. And them. then they then they take it back. Yeah. And so let's say that somehow <gasps> got to the next oh. town before he got there. Yeah, that's why it worked. He wouldn't give him, or the town wouldn't, the next town wouldn't give it to him. Exactly. Yeah. That's because power of information is also at play. So the last one. Sad, we're coming to the last one. Yeah. I think this is a fascinating one. The difference between, and I think you actually mentioned this earlier too, positional power and its bases yep. and personal power and those bases, the the bases of personal power, even though someone gives you the power, mm-hmm. what they're responding to is inside you. It's attributional. Yeah. They're attributing in their mind some quality about you. Right. Expert meaning, oh, they know something. Right. And Where they go, because of that attribute... I'm going to give you this for, this power. Where the positional stuff is just all outside of you it's and it's stuff you get to yeah. do. Yeah. Per, yep. So the last um, personal power base after expert is referent. Revenant. I saw that movie. No, no. The bear attack? No, no. Do you know I've I've started that movie about five times, always on a flight, and I've never finished Have it. you seen the bear scene? No. Um, you won't you won't watch the attack scene. No, it's not that. Or ju- <laughs> I just haven't gotten that far on it. It's on short flight. Yeah, it's just referent power. Referent power. Um, this one is the one that I think is a little bit more. I don't know what the word is. Abstract in a sense, maybe. Because um, I think there's lots of factors that play into it. Yeah, and how it comes to be, but it's really. People like and respect you. And again, for whatever reason, that right. that's a different conversation. And, and so to clarify, not because you know stuff, because that's specifically expert power. Just because they do. Just because they like you. <laughs> and they respect you. They probably think you're a good person. They probably think you're nice. They probably, uh, who knows? They want to be around you. Yeah. You're fun, enjoyable, likable, all those things. Uh, French and mm-hmm. Raven. Mm-hmm. Didn't they talk about like movie stars? That's an example. Yeah. So, or, or they could. That could. That's a way to understand it. Right. So celebrities. Celebrities. Yeah. They write here. Celebrities have referent power, which is why they can influence everything, um, from what people buy to what politicians to vote for. Um, then he goes on, or they go on. Rather, in a workplace, a person with referent power often makes everyone feel good. They're fun to be around. Um, so they tend to have more influence. And that yeah. that's the word that comes up. With power in general, certainly. But referent power... You know, <sighs> if you think about even like being in a class situation, <sighs> right? Kind of the, the people that... You know, folks might just look to, <laughs> what should we do here? Yeah. Right? The uh, the word I think is the popular kids. I think that's a, a piece of it. Um, Fascinating. When you have that popularity mm-hmm. and you don't have 
the expertise. Yeah. How you can still get people to do things. Right. Fascinating. In some ways, I think here, like, I want to clarify. Wow. This is the one that I think is so, just say weird, because, yeah, it's the one that lacks the most rationality. Yes. Right. It's all how we feel about someone, how they make us feel, how we perceive Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. And what I think is tricky about that, as we've probably talked about before, I'm not sure, how we feel about someone, our in, our perceptions of someone are strongly connected to our own stuff, and we're usually right. projecting. So we, that's why this one, to me, gets so messy, because we don't always know. We might think we know, but we don't actually always know why we have... referential feelings towards someone. Well, and I think because referent power and expert power are, they're they're children of the same family of the corn. Mm -hmm. Boy, I've been on tangents all day. (laughs) (laughs) But but I think because they're, and they are in the same family, meaning they're both given through the same process of others noticing an attribute of the person in responding to that attribute yeah. and saying, I'll let you have influence or say. Yeah. And I think because of that, we can confuse reverent and expert power. As the people giving power to someone else, we can confuse what attribute we're responding to. Yeah, right. Absolutely. In a classic example, and I think it's Susan Cain. She talks about the power of introverts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she cited this, and it's right on, but do you know the correlation between extroversion and intelligence? Well, I'm extroverted, um, so I'm going to say (laughs) (laughs) 0.9. It's... It's zero. Of course. Of course. It's zero. Of course. Meaning you can, your introversion or extroversion does not, if I know that about you, I, I, I know nothing about your level of intelligence. Right. And I just think it's fascinating in, we know that, but in this context of giving other, giving someone power, which is another way of saying, you know, yeah, you lead us. Yeah. yeah you lead us. Yeah. We attribute liking somebody and saying, okay, yeah, you lead us because we really like you. We like being around you. We like how you make us feel. We do all this. And that, in a sense, could be parts of that is introversion, extroversion, you know, charismatic, et cetera. Yeah. And it, it could have... They could be an idiot. Doesn't mean, yeah, right. Exactly. They could lead you down to the down into nothing. Well, I think what, but that human pull to give it away comes from the place of I like them, so lead us. Isn't it amazing what you've just kind of stumbled upon is what we experience with a lot of the organizations we work with to try to help them in their selection processes of new leaders. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Or anybody. We loved them. We loved them. Well, look at all the data. Like this, we can't make a decision. Yeah. Well, we loved them. So my favorite one is I'd run through a brick wall for that person. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I mean, well, the sentiment, but I'm so glad you said that because what I know that feeling. Yeah. And it's real and it's not. And I think it to me leads to a, a significant piece of where referent power often comes from for a lot of people. Yeah. Cause a lot of us, our radars are going to be way off and we get a, a, a warm fuzzy. So we think this is great and we can be buffaloed and snowballed. Sure. Well, that's a human thing. Yeah. And there's also the common experience of being in the presence of someone who is wholly authentic and fully genuine. Mm -hmm. I mean, as fully and wholly as any human can get to. 
and it just feels good. I think true leaders that really get that deep, Mm -hmm. that deeper response Mm -hmm. actually have both. Because it took work to get there. Yeah. No one's born that way. No. And what's grown is the expertise. And it's real. Mm -hmm. So this person does know something. Yeah. And you put both of those qualities together, then you get that congruent sense of, I really want to follow where they're going. Well, because part of it is when someone has that authentic and genuine presence, Mm -hmm. what that allows everyone else in the room to do is to try to show up in the same way. Yeah. Not meaning the same personality, but the same authentic self. Right. Meaning I don't have to be in self-protection mode. Right. Meaning I can actually show up and focus on doing my best. Yes. Meaning I can focus on what matters. And that person knows something about helping me do my best. Yes. And they're going to help me. And that, while unfortunately not a, not a very common experience, I would argue that that is a universal click <laughs> that happens. And when you can put words to it, you know it. If you haven't had the experience and no one's put words to it before, you just feel good and you're like, this is right. I want to be here. Yeah. So I've been laminating cool things. With Lam Lam. So I have a new, yeah, I love Lam Lam. This is relevant. Stay with me. Um, So I laminated this article about leadership. And this one here is particularly about CEOs, but I think it totally translates to leaders. They list what are the good qualities of CEOs, right? I'm just going to read them. But as we're talking about power, these things that this list of stuff that we all have seen before a million times, it comes to life in a different way for me. So what are the good qualities of a successful CEO? Very first one, authentic leadership. How many times do we see that and gloss right over? Yes. And it is exactly tied to power. Yeah. And personal power the two forms mm-hmm. expert power referent power that when you when people hear authentic leadership i think when i hear it from now on i'm gonna think personal power and then i forget the name of the other one but i know what it means <laughs> yeah right trustworthiness flexibility openness to ideas business intelligence right knowing there are people you need on your team with the skill sets that you don't have yeah Communication skill, right? This all fits right in this power piece. It's so cool. Well, and I think what's interesting as I'm listening, Mm -hmm. like you just said, those all fall within personal power. Yeah. And I think it highlights... Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Finish your thing and then I'll... Well, keep going. Well, I think it highlights, and I don't even know how explicit we've been about this. Positional power on its own... He's only going to go so far. Yeah. If you if if you haven't cultivated the the personal the the, the stuff in, about you. Right. And then you get positional power. Mhm. It it's clear the amount of work someone's done or not done when they get more positional power. I just have to say in this moment I'm, I'm understand. I've known these things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like you were saying earlier. I feel it more deeply in my body than I ever have before. <laughs> in your, in your, the base of your brain. Yes. You can it, have the title. Yeah. You can have the the responsibility, mm-hmm. and you can have the as we're talking about the power to make the decisions. And it doesn't mean anything. Well, if you have... It doesn't. In terms of effectiveness. Right. right. Because the people that you're leading, if they don't want to give you in their mind and attribute to you, they know where we're going and I want to follow. And boy, I want to I be with that person. Boy, I think... No, it's... But it's... Or be around, or be in a place that that person's in. Why don't organizations think more about that? They try that they, question. They get lost. Well, it's hard and it's messy. Mm-hmm. Sure, can they? You know, check the boxes on the positional stuff. Mm-hmm. That's easy to figure that out. But 
will people want to follow them? Right. And it's a lot harder to develop that than it is to teach someone how to make a spreadsheet. And how to make business decisions. Right. Based on a spreadsheet. Right. So the two other positive ones here. A very thick skin. Being on the top of the food chain. I don't love how they say it that way, but whatever. Being on the top can bring harsh criticism and nasty comments. Letting that stuff bounce off is a must. Personal power. To me, that speaks to purpose. And you're going to get... And identity. You're going to get criticized. Yeah. And identity. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Corporate citizenship. I like this one. They understand the importance of giving back to the community. Yeah. For both the company and its employees. It's a, you're in, we're in a larger context. Yeah. Here's the ones that a CEO should never have ever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love this. A smarmy attitude. <laughs> I'd like to use that word more. You smarmy pirate. <laughs> The C-suite is no place for insincerity. Well, that's true. And it's just plain that's personal as power. day when we're not ready for it. Yep. Ready for this next one? Mm-hmm. You're going to die laughing <laughs> at me. Okay. It's, it's called the development area. Okay. The need to try and control everything. <laughs> I love this. Loyalties are lost on a control freak. Well, it's the opposite of empowerment. (laughs) Why am I here if you're doing it all? Why am I even trying? Right. Yeah. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. The notion that he or she is the only one that has good ideas. Wow. Even if they were someone else's first. That's taking credit for... I don't do that. That doesn't even sound enjoyable to me. No, I do think that people can get stuck, and I've seen it, and it, it... that I'm the only one that is having any good ideas here. And I think for extroverted out loud thinkers, yeah. the introverted quiet processors get the rap of you're not think you're not contributing. You're not giving any good ideas. Well, yes, and I think for people who rise to a position with a lot of power um, before their identity yeah. is isn't quite short up then the fear there is, well, if I don't come up with the ideas... Nobody will. No. Uh, if it's not mine, then am I good enough? Then, I'm, then, I, didn't, then I don't deserve this spot. Right. right, right. Leader is not a full equivalent to idea generator. Right. So it comes from an insecurity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's another good one. I'm saving the best one for last. So there's two more. But I do like how this one's. Well, that smarmy was the best. Smarmy's <laughs> good. Smarmy was my favorite until this one. Okay, and this will be my favorite until the next one. Surrounding themselves with sleek, like-minded, yes people. <laughs> oh, I just think the word sleek. Gosh, yeah, not <laughs> slick, sleek, sleek. Yeah. It's a perfect word for that. Gotta keep politics out of it. Um, this feeds the ego. Right. But it does nothing for leadership ability. Boy, I don't want to call this writer. It's very good. It's really good. It, 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 it's amazing how a lot of them come back to the identity. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, and think of the power with this one. Information, right? Oh, yeah. And I'm going to control it, and I'll share it with you guys only if you all agree with me. <laughs> right. and, and if you don't agree with me, I'm not. I'm going to. You're out, and I'll get someone else. Oh, my gosh. Right? That that's the sleekness. We just whoosh, we go quick. Well, and think of the, the the sleekness too. Though is the the yes folks. Yeah, their motivation is what right. I right. mean to be attached to the person who's got the power. I think of the the and we've talked about this the difference between belonging and fitting in. Yeah, boom. And I think sleek like minded yes being a sleek like minded yes person is the epitome of being focused on fitting in. Yep. Usually with the and you learned it with the popular person. Yeah. Okay, here's the last one. Quality that a CEO should never have ever. Okay. I love this. If I ever do it, I. Need to stop. Okay. This is a reminder for anybody. 
believing that he or she is the smartest person in the room. Oh. To me, the part is the ranking. Right. It's not feeling competent. Being, having to be the smartest is an insecurity. Oh, Every yeah. single time. Well, and I think, obviously, there's lots of problems with that. One thing, though, that happens, and everyone who's listening has experienced that, you can tell the person in the room who's who's sitting with that because there's nothing that's Stop getting at me. in. No. Yes. Yes. It's it's not it's nothing it's not yes. listening and dialoguing to learn and to figure it out as a no. group. It's it's prove it. prove it. Just look how smart I am. <laughs> so he puts here it's tough to want to be better and do better when you're already the best. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Nothing's getting in. Well, and I it, again, wow! All of those things we don't have to go through them again. But 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 I think if I'm remembering correctly, yeah, are in some way tied to if I'm doing those, the smarmy ones. I love that. I'm not securing my identity, right? And so what? It doesn't I'm, matter how much I know. I'm misusing my power to feel good about myself. Boom. And when that's the focus. Or to try to feel good right, about right, right. myself. When that's the focus, nothing's going to get accomplished. No, you're not a leader. You're a yeller. Yeah. Well, and no one can focus on what needs to get right. done. Right. Because they're taking care of all that. Or they're deflecting. <laughs> I'm going to think about that all day. I know. I think we need to like really consider how we want to, what kind of shirts we want to make. What? Well, yeah. T-shirts. And if nothing else, are you smarmy right now? Yes. At least develop a competency and we can figure out how to measure smarmy. Um, so thank you for listening. Really appreciate your engagement with us on all of the social platforms. Keep uh, liking and commenting um, and give us feedback uh, on all things psychology at work. We love to hear how your work is going for you, how your process and journey of discovering significance and purpose is going and uh be sure to continue to enroll your friends because it's way more fun to listen with others i've been just taking people's phones and doing it oh yeah absolutely it's, it's easiest mm -hmm. funnest too yes. that's my service <laughs> you can't help it no right <laughs> we'll talk to you drive safe <laughs>